0: like the eternal city that is Rome, where the ecclesiastical splendor of the Renaissance completely enthralls the imagination. The dome of St. Peter's rises upwards like a heavenly choir. From the topmost pinnacle, the centuries that are Rome spread out in everlasting significance.
1: hello and welcome to the podcast everyone this early morning this saturday morning um, i'm joined by steve picorny the founder of freedom coaching so uh steve welcome to the show
0: thank you very much great to be here michael
1: Uh, that's good to sit down for a talk this uh this early in the morning i guess my (laughs) brain's ready enough but well, so, the Holy Spirit.
0: Um, the, the rumor is the Holy Spirit is still, still alive and well and awake. So may our guardian angels wake us up and make something coherent here for our conversation. Yeah,
1: Amen. So, um, what is freedom coaching?
0: Sure, great question. So. Um, I, a little history, um, I was hooked on pornography for about 12 years. I like to say 12 years a slave, if anybody remembers the movie of a different uh, different form of slavery. And uh, this nearly destroyed my life. And through a series of events, um, uh, there was a profound healing that happened, a transformation of, of desires that came in. And uh, so much so that I don't desire pornographic images anymore. Right, where this is what, what uh, was consuming my life. Now, uh, many other things consume my life. And in the midst of that healing journey, God revealed that the process that I went through is not just for me, but it's meant for the world. So what Freedom Coaching is, is a one-to-one. <clears throat> Excuse me, it's an early morning, apparently. Um, one-to-one mentoring system designed to break the power of pornified images forever, through a transformation of mind, heart, and vision. So I like to say, we get some of the most broken men and women who come into our doors, who have quote unquote tried everything, um, as and as um, but they can't find an answer. Those are the men and women we want to work with. Those are the ones that know they have an issue, and I am willing to step to the level to get healed. And this is, and, and I think that's exactly what you know Jesus Christ does with all of us. If we express humility and honesty, um, he can work with those here. And so as as we like to say, this issue of pornography is the 572,000 pound elephant in the room infecting all aspects of of our civilization right now inside and outside of the church. Um, And it's not something that we can just sweep under the rug. We we need to deal with it head on and not simply uh, provide mere coping mechanisms, simply limping along but actually get to the root to heal the root because I believe we believe that God has created every single human being male and female to embrace their identity as beloved sons and daughters of God to live in genuine real freedom, not freedom from merely from, from uh, attachments, but freedom for freedom, for service to others. And, um, this is one of the, which fulfills the very reason and meaning for our being in existence. So there's a, there's an opening salvo for you.
1: <clears throat> so, um, yesterday I heard that 50% of Catholics are addicted to pornography. Uh, does that sound right? Um, do you think it's more than that?
0: Well, let's, let's, let's take this. Let's, let's break that up. That Michael, that's an important, important yeah. point here. So first, um, I would humbly challenge. The term addiction, okay, and this is not this is not language that most people are most people are familiar with. This idea of addiction to pornography, okay. The better technolog- technical um, definition we want to use, or term we want to use, is compulsion. Okay, we want So when we hear the ter- when most a lot of people hear the term addiction, they hear once hooked, always hooked. Okay. Mm-hmm. And there's actually evidence, brain science that shows. And, and I encourage all of all those uh, who are who are seeing this and hearing this, check out freedom-coaching.net as well as I have a book called Redeemed Vision: Setting the Blind Free from the pornified Culture. And uh, Chapter Three especially gets into a lot of the brain science. And right in the beginning of Chapter Three, um, goes into this question: Is pornography an addiction? right? And, and the brain science doesn't, doesn't prove that out. It proves it out that, uh, there's an attachment. It's, it's the same chemicals in the brain that are stirred up with, with healthy marital intimacy are the same chemicals that happen with the viewing of pornography, but it's a different, very different result. And with those with addiction for say, um, alcohol addiction or drug addiction, it's a specific form part of the brain that's there but when we're talking about somebody who's watching who has been in a pattern of watching pornified images and they see the same images um it's not the same part of the brain so we're dealing with something different okay so is there some some maybe overlap on some levels yes no no argument there right so what we want to say it's an attachment it's serious it's something we must deal with but um is this going to be with us the rest of our life? No, it doesn't have to be that way, right? To be free from the attraction to this, right, um, is is very real and very possible. And myself and many, many other clients are, this is the life that they're living. It's beautiful to watch. We get to see miracles happen every day. It's awesome. So. Yeah. So when you bring up the term within the church, right, it's a very, very high percentage. I'll just quote Father Thomas Loya, He's a Byzantine priest in Homer Glen, in Illinois, who says, you can look around your parish and assume, and this is a sad reality, isn't it? To assume, mm-hmm. that unless proven otherwise, that they're they're hooked on this. And so you've, it's a, a significant amount of men, increasing number of women that are in this, because especially because we're, we're teaching women that... Um, your value is only to deg- the degree that you act as a broken man, and because we don't know what a woman is. Thank you, Matt Walsh. I know now. I now know what a woman is. Um, so, so with this here, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go look at the documentary. Okay. So, so with this here, right? Um, it's a, it's a very serious issue, and then the the other piece is you you have a there is a number of priests, a number of seminarians, those that we do work with personally um, that are, that are involved with us. And, and, and the, the key thing that you should be asking yourself, and Michael, I'll just point blank you, how many homilies in your life have you heard on the subject of pornography? Only one. Okay, good. Well, I've heard, I think eight, eight in my life, maybe nine. One was from my pastor our current pastor. And, uh, I think three or four, maybe, maybe five were online. Okay. I'm, I'm 43 years old okay i'm not getting younger right but um uh this is this is not an issue that's going away it's becoming more and more prevalent and we know that's infecting we know it's a number one sin confess in the confessional but what you have is radio silence coming from our pulpits and this is not to blame put all the blame on on priests but there is a level of responsibility that's needed there because if they're being faithful to the sacrament confession they're hearing this then um, they need to be speaking out of this. So any priests who may be hearing this, we need your voice on this. We need you because if, if you're um, part of the clinician's c- uh, clinic, right? Jesus Christ is the ultimate healer, but he works in through um, the, you know, pre- in persona Christi, right? Obviously in the sacraments that are happening there, right? We need you to be telling the, uh, the your patients that they're sick, right? just if we have cancer and we say i'm not going to go to the doctor and thus i don't have cancer because i haven't been diagnosed that that doesn't change reality if it's if it's a tumor this thing will eat us apart there's healing that must take place so the first first answer to this is awareness and then for those who are who are have this disease it's that acknowledgement all right i've got an issue with this what do i do about it
1: yeah, and it's uh, sort of like an elephant to talk about, an elephant in the room uh, that no one wants to address. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think there's, like, a shame associated with it? Uh, mm-hmm. People don't want to – people will admit they have a problem. You said it's the number one sin confess. But um, uh, why are the priests not talking about it? Or Like, is there um,
0: – yeah let's 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 you got you got two separate things that are going on here and that two separate things that are connected as well so let's go after that shame shame business okay so mm-hmm. I, I like to say um with any time w- we were created with this great gift we always want to start with a positive michael right we're created with this great gift of sexuality sexuality connects us to others okay understood properly okay? this is going to kind of sound shocking if, we, if people don't get their terms right right now you and you and i michael we're being sexual but it has very little to do with our genitals. Being sexual, sexuality has to do with first, the noun, who I am. We believe as Catholics, there are only two sexes. There are male and female. This is who we are created to be. And we're created from love to live in love, to go back to love, to live in and through our bodies, our male or female bodies, this expression of love. This is why we were created, okay? And and a part, and part of that, is attraction, okay? Attraction is not evil. Sexuality is not evil. Nakedness is not evil. The body is not evil. Um, what the problem is is lust. That's the problem. It's that desire to use another person as a means of one's own selfish sexual gratification. Okay. So these things, right, w- within this, when we fail to live out our bodies as gift, which is a failure to live ourselves out as gift, then what we experience inevitably, because you can you can only violate the law of the gift. Okay? It's, it's The law of the gift is more palpable than the law of gravity. Try jumping, Michael, try jumping off a building, okay? And say, I'm flying now. Well, good luck with that. I didn't think you can turn into a bird. Even if you identify as a bird, reality is gonna come hard and fast, right? And it's gonna hurt. Yeah. Same thing here. The law of the gift is true to the, de- the what's the law of the gift? To the degree, that we live out our bodies, we live on ourselves as gift is the degree that we'll find happiness, fulfillment, and joy. And, and we live a live a life of gratitude and wonder, okay? Which is, mm-hmm. I think all of us want it, if we're honest. Instead, when we violate that law, and and, and and as like our Lady of Fatima has said, right, the most common sin, especially of those days, that was 1917, the world has not gotten better, shall we say, if we're seeing through a divine lens, a redeemed vision, um, we can realize that the, the most common sin are the sins of the flesh. Okay, it's not only lust, it's not only pornography, but we're having that conversation here. And, and so when we violate that law, then what we encounter is guilt, shame, and self-hatred. Guilt is I've done a bad thing, okay, the action. Shame is I'm a bad person with no inherent worth. And then we, that presses on us and we, we end up hating a hatred for self. And and what sin loves to do is to project this stuff onto others. Because I'm bad, you're bad. You do, I don't have value. You don't have value. And this is where, like, I would say, some of the outflowing, of or maybe all of the outflowing of our, the issues in our in our world right now, where there's just a ton of tension, a ton of anger, and, and this. We see it very very quickly of of a, a divide between human beings is because we're not seeing each other in love it's breaking us apart we're seeing this within within the church right now the different camps right are you conservative liberal right uh, sspx or roman or eastern all those different things right god is jesus's biggest prayer was uh, father may they be one as we are one it was not, Father, may they be 40,000 as we are 40,000. No, mm-hmm. it meant to be one church, one faith, one hope, one baptism, right? Um, One Lord of all. And so inside the church, so to go to the next part of it. And, and, and by the way, let me go back to shame real quick. When, when we are caked in this wall of shame, we cannot we no no matter what words people use or the actions they use towards us if we're believing in this wall of shame and we're holding on to this we can't receive we can't fiat the the love that we are desperately seeking especially we're seeking that in these images and it's a counterfeit right to to what is truly going to fulfill so within the church let's let's go there and this is this is controversial but let's 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 talk about this right um is number one sin confession the confessional from a lot of a lot of priests right and and in fact the the well some people say uh well a number two is actually stealing which is interesting this is what what is, i've heard from priests and if we think about this they're both radically connected why what is pornography trying to do it's trying to steal beauty it's trying to grasp at something right and we talked a little bit before the uh, the conversation here you have Gandalf's sword behind you be careful uh-huh. he's looking for a sword michael um, right the, the, the lord of the like the lord of the rings right my precious right we want to possess this but 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 father father brian Bransfield said the meaning of life is not to acquire pleasure quickly but it's to give beauty slowly this is what we long for we yearn for it right and so uh, number one sin confessing the flesh It's not being talked about, okay? And we got to ask the question, right? Is the church in good shape now or is it not? We can say now the church is, the bride of Christ is deeply, deeply wounded right now. And I think it has everything to do with this issue. Now, Michael, uh, here's a softball. What's the source and summit of the faith? The Eucharist. Thank you very much. The Eucharist, the body, blood, soul, divinity of Jesus Christ, love liquefied, poured out for you and me so we can live now and unto eternity. This is this is this is the great one of the greatest treasures of the church. Okay, there are a lot of treasures in the church. Right. Well, think about it. I think these two issues, Eucharist and pornography, are absolutely connected. How? Well, think about it. Right. The the pornography is putting out that these images are what is going to satisfy us. And we're looking for union there. Right. Well, what is what is the Eucharist? Right. We're looking for union with God. That's what that's what Eucharist does with us. Right. Allows us to be united there. And so then from there, right. If I can't see the bodies of others, how am I supposed to see God in the Eucharist? And and we and uh, recent studies as of 2019, the Pew Research poll said that in in America. This is just America. It's worse in, in other European countries. Eight percent of Catholics, self-proclaimed Catholics, go to church on Sunday. OK, one third of them, less than believe in Jesus in the Eucharist as the real presence, mm-hmm. bring in 2020, bring in the lockdowns where our own bishops, our own priests shut things down, literally barred churches, people from getting to churches because they were afraid of sickness and by the way if i'm sick you know and i got a serious disease i want to go to the priest i want to go receive the sacraments so that was the one of the that was the uh, huge mistake that's going to be answered for and from this here and it was because of fear we gave into fear instead of going stepping into faith and and that's what christ calls us to to genuine faith and so what you have is people were cut off from the church people are leaving the faith in droves and then everybody goes online we're forced into lockdowns this issue of pornography has not gone down, but it's radically gone up, right? I mean, I, I hate to say it, like I've been telling people for years, I'm trying to work myself out of a job. I would love to just, I'll become a gardener or a farmer, I don't know, whatever, we'll figure it out. Um, but like, we keep getting more and more clients. So clearly God said, this is the this is the mission here. And then one last piece, I know there's a long answer here, but it's important, it's yeah, great. is, thank you, is um, how many of us like to really publicly air our dirty laundry. I'm, I'm a rare bird. I'll talk about anything with anyone, go public with it. We, we need to talk about these things. And I think this is one of the, the, tur- the church is supposed to be seen not as a museum for saints, but as a hospital for sinners. Come, bring your wounds, give me your brokenness. Your hurt, my yoke is easy, my, my burden is light. That's what Jesus says, Is what the master says. And he's come not to condemn, but to save us, to heal us. But in the church, what do we do? we have created a a culture of lepers basically don't bring your bad stuff here we don't talk about this stuff we don't bring this real and i think this is another reason why we have a lot of catholics leaving the churches in droves those who have some semblance of faith in jesus christ are going to our evangelical mega churches okay they and again i think there's genuine faith there that's found there they're missing the meal they got a hamburger they don't have the steak we call jesus christ in the eucharist and the sacraments right so so we say come home right but but again who wants to air their dirty laundry especially if if the estimates are real that around 50 percent of clergy have some attachment to this themselves and in and i was in seminary in the late 90s our sexual formation was was really bad i'm getting calls from certain religious orders like can you help us out with some of the formation of our uh, of our of our people because like these guys who are coming in just for instance a religious order they a, t- a high number of them have this issue have a have a major attachment pornography, and in in as good as we can say and pray in our father and three hail marys for a penance after holy after after confession and please do that right we're talking about an attachment. We're talking about a chemical attachment, a chemical compulsion that needs something much deeper here. There's work that has to be done. And especially a lot of the stuff is connected to trauma. So a lot of these priests who have never, never really received healing for their own wounds coming in. um, A lot of bishops are desperate for priests. So they'll, they'll, higher warm bodies in many cases they get in they have a lot of this brokenness and 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 sadly again with a lot of the scandals that we've seen come come forth this i mean we've seen a lot of the um, same-sex activity going on uh we see it's very few numbers of a real pedophilia it's, it's same-sex activity that's happening with clergy where does that come from it doesn't just come out of a box i argue i propose it's coming from the pornif- pornified culture they, it's a learned behavior right and for some of these priests. Who are getting a clue and realize i've got this issue there's healing and wholeness for you as well but you are going to have to go through the process here and i think this is uh, like michael just one one last point here and then i'll I'll let you jump in Mm -hmm. is like to like oh what great and happy fault of adam that won for us so great a redeemer as we say at the easter vigil right yeah um God, I think, is has allowed God always will allow to a degree a certain amount of sin He'll, for whatever reason. You know, we we want things solved. You no, know, but that our free will comes in there it is I think to a very degree real degree right for these wounds to be made manifest. So we have to finally get to the point. I need healing. I need to be. Um, I got to get real about my stuff and my junk, and I got I got to open the space of, of of deep deep pain, and and this is where the beauty of organizations like ours freedom coaching can really come in to walk with people we disciple people that's what we do to help walk them through and and then the beauty this is the best part jesus christ meets them in the midst of that pain and that there actually is healing and there's transformation and then and then guess what a priest who has this uh this interior experience. Again, no, I'm not saying to a priest to go try to get hooked on this stuff. No, no, no. If you're you're pure, please preach on this. But who has this and getting healed on this then has even more gravitas to be able to share about this, right? So we must stop hiding from our wounds. We must open them up to the healer And to allow him to heal us, to come in there, to expose those wounds to the light so that in our healing, then we can bring this light into the the dark places where people are. We've got to expose the cockroaches. We've got to stop being afraid of this stuff. Start being real. And this is the way real transformation. And this is the way the world's going to know that. Catholicism is real it's the real deal because you're 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 meeting me on the level where i am in, I'm in a place of pain you're not just talking about mere doctrine you're helping doctrine to come alive and why i would want to enter into what appeared to be mere rules no this is a love this is a love affair and my lover the bridegroom has come to come to rescue me from all of these other lovers that have actually enchained me
1: yeah and so um you mentioned trauma so it really is a trauma like i don't know what the average age is uh 10 when like a young boy i guess is exposed to pornography for the first time so um like i've heard tons of stories of how people can't comprehend it it's like uh it's just so evil and um they don't uh they don't really have an attraction to it at first but um something develops where they do become attracted to it so uh, what do you think um, the root causes of that are why, um, uh, when they get to an older age, they're watching pornography
0: like every night or every week. So let's 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 break into this. this is Michael? You're you're throwing me really good stuff here. So some meat. So buckle yeah. your seatbelt here, kids. So the average age of exposure to pornified images. And and let's let's set some groundwork. Right? Michael, you and I are, are younger than some of the older generations, obviously. Um, and some of the older generations, when they think of pornography, they think Playboy. Well, in, instead, the, the exposure mo- of so many of these kids is online and it is to hardcore pornography, right? The experience of intercourse, but I would argue it's not really intercourse, it's just lots of activity and even worse than that. This is the first expression of what is supposed to be an intimate, loving, beautiful experience between a husband and wife that is committed to their vows committed to each other and open to the next generation, right? That's what it's supposed to be. They don't get this. They're not getting this message They're being programmed by this other message. So it's eight, between ages of eight and 11. Um, I've worked with an eight year old. I'm working currently with an 81 year old. So this does not, Um, this knows no bounds. And by the way, the 81 year old is doing very, very well, of which I'm very grateful. And they're finally getting answered, finally getting healed better late than never better on this side of eternity. So however old you are, you're never too old to learn a new trick to receive the healing you need. But I've also heard stories of a kid in, in six years old in therapy dealing with this stuff. Okay. And in my book, I, I talk about a five-year-old boy who was exposed and, um, there was an attempt to act that out on a four-year-old girl. Okay. It didn't happen. Thank God the mother intervened very quickly. So, um, <clears throat> and there was no damage done permanently. Thank God. So, um, but, but this stuff is, is very real. And, and the stuff we, the, one of the lies is what we do in the privacy, of our own bedroom or is not going to hurt anyone. No, what we are programmed yeah. with, we're going to bring out into the world. So what, what's, what's uh, unpack this, right? Nobody gets into vice, unless something is lacking, right There's a, a, a paraphrase, a, um, a phrase from St. Augustine who says that if there is a um, any any genuine spiritual need that's not met will, will will must be met on with carnal desire. okay Not not will be or might be, but must be. Why? Because it's a depth that needs to be there so many people because we're experiencing a radical breakdown in a marriage culture a radical breakdown in families right where a young boy especially the the dearth of fatherhood for me my my big wound came from my father trying to commit suicide when i was five years old he wasn't in a nursing home but wasn't present and so that 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 dearth in me opened me up to this I'm screaming by the way I'm living my life and, and my, my, especially anger and things like this for genuine love to see me for me, to love me for me. And because I'd started getting into this, this wall of shame comes up and as much as people were trying to give me love, get the heck away from me. I don't want it because, because I think if 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 I open that space, you're going to reject me like other people that have rejected me in my life. And a lot of it was father. So, so in here, <clears throat> What's a father do? A father, especially, says to a young boy, you're strong. You have what it takes. To a young girl, he says, you're beautiful. You're worth fighting for. I cherish you right? And this is not a one and done conversations to any, any fathers and men out there, right? Especially if you're an uncle, right? And you want to be involved in the lives of your nephews and nieces, nieces in a, in a healthy way. You need to be also communicating this language, not just with our words, but with our bodies, right? Communicate this and show the value of that, right? And, um, and then obviously, right, if in for our mothers, right, the, the, the closeness, the warm, warmth this there, right? We're looking and aching for this. And then especially the witness between husband and wife, uh, uh, all fathers and mothers out there who are hearing this, the greatest gift you can give to your kids is to love your spouse, right? Protect your marriage. Right now, there are so many assaults that are having, heading from all things, and you might be at fault. By the way, Lent is coming up, all right? So enter into this battle. What junk do we need to get real with? What 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 things do I, What virtues do I find I'm lacking that I'm communicating that message to our my sons and daughters, right? This is an arduous task here, right? But again, through grace, it's not willpower. This isn't plagiarism. plagianism, which is the whole notion of pull myself up by my own bootstraps. I have to open myself to grace and then respond to that grace, which is the power, the life, the love of God to transform all things, to make all things new. And so if we aren't receiving these things growing up, the wounds of our childhood these wounds don't just go away just like the old the old phrase goes michael um emotions buried alive are still alive right mm. and and especially shame which is is a reality but also it's an emotion right it's it's both part both on there the guilt shame self-hatred as i said earlier those things don't just go away and if they're rooted in trauma which is are these are the the experiences of uncomfortable emotions that we can't seem to let go of and they're like i like to use the example of an emotional hand grenade it went off years ago we can't find the pin i can't disarm that bomb i don't know i don't know what to do and so i feel this here and and shame again this can't be overstated i'm bad you're bad and i'm going to take you down here instead of let's be honest let's get real about this mess and let's go to the one who can actually heal it
1: so um I was going to ask, like, how can theology of the body change Mm -hmm. the world? But I guess um, you kind of left off there. How could uh, Jesus change the individual or uh, just kind of both (laughs) of those working together, like the teachings of John Mm -hmm. Paul II, um, along with just a transformation,
0: a spiritual transformation? Good. So for those who may be, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, stuck in some sort of uh, darkened corner, have a bag over their head, not not aware of what theology of the body is, mm-hmm. I invite yeah. you to come to experience this. Right. It was originally a series of talks. John Paul, II gave when he was in Rome between 1979 and 18, 1984. This is a, um, a road map. It's a roadmap to discover oneself and a roadmap to discover the very meaning of life. We And, and this is critically important in our world, in our postmodern world. Uh, philosophy is uh, the way in which we see the world is really important. That's what philosophy is, Michael. And when we don't uh, have, uh, the world is telling us life is meaningless. There's no meaning to, I, I say, and I talk about this in my book in chapter four, um, five essential realities of love, sex, marriage, family, and the body are being undercut by any meaning. And when you put any meaning in there, it becomes meaningless. And when you have a life that is apparently meaningless, meaning laissez faire, do whatever you want. There's no telos, there's no ending point to this whole thing. Then um, it's very quickly we lose hope. Very quickly, uh, we, and, and especially if we've been caked in shame we take a look at the, um, we take a look at the horror of our life, and because I believe, I've, I've come to believe, I've put my faith in hopelessness, then why not just end it? And this is why we can say we live in a culture of death. And smack dab right in the middle of this is this battle over the identity of who male and females. or in another translation, this this battle over genuine sexuality, both the noun. And what we do with our bodies in that most intimate act, right? Getting this correct or incorrect has profound ramifications for the world. And so, what we are in grave need of, of, to paraphrase Martin Gay, we're in grave need of true sexual healing, right? Sexual healing. I wasn't sure I was going to sing it, but you're welcome, kids. So within this here, right, we need this. And it's not simply about good sex, better sex, and best sex. That's not like, that is not what we're looking for. We're looking for genuine intimacy. We want people to see me, from me, to, to the four deepest desires of the human heart are to see and be seen, to love and be loved, right? Most people today are not, they don't feel seen. And this is why we do these crazy things. This is why our young young people, what do they do? They get on Instagram or they get on TikTok or they get on Snapchat and they are revealing parts of their body to, as, as, as a, a, a um, this this cry to be seen. I understand that pain, right? It's it yeah. makes sense why that's going on, right? But doing it, but again, it's a violation of the law of the gift because the person, the way in which the naked body is being portrayed there is is not the truth of the human person. And only the truth will set us free. So what we need is a true and genuine, healthy, wholesome, genuine sexual education, not techniques. What we need is to know who we are as male or female and to live out who we are precisely as gift, as modeled by Jesus Christ, but not just uh, taking a 50 um, a foot view of Jesus, but, but bringing Jesus into our life asking the bridegroom come into my heart come change my life we're all broken right if first John, first John right um I was actually reading this last night yeah before bed, great, right great if broken, anyone says they if anyone says they have no sin, you call God a liar. And I don't want to be in the room when I, when, when I have to have that conversation that I called God a liar, right? To sin means to miss the mark like an archer, right? So instead of just breaking relationship, it means we have chosen something. We've settled from something less than what can satisfy. And my dear brothers and sisters, this is my my call to you, Michael, and to anyone else seeing this. Don't settle for less. Open yourself for more, there's more here. And the aches of your heart, the way in which, if, if you've been, we like to say, drinking from a proverbial septic tank. Well, the good news is there's fresh water. Ugh. He wants to invite you, not just to pull you out of it, but maybe just maybe to maybe he's in the water. He's calling us in to come come swim with me. Come be drowned in the, my love. that doesn't kill you, but actually transforms you in a whole new reality, right? So there's a death to the way in which we've we've looked at ourselves and we looked at life but if we will open ourselves to receive what's, what we call a redeemed vision to see the world as god sees it to see all of these beautiful elements that have essential meaning and guess what the church has taught this for years and the wounds of our culture the, the phrase goes the shadow proves the sunshine Okay. The wounds of our culture prove there's got to be something more. So if your heart, as you're hearing this, you're listening to this, you're like, Oh, this is resonating. Like, but it hurts. Be not afraid. Start opening up. Start asking the question. What what does this mean? Start, 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 bring this to Jesus. Jesus, I feel this pain, this hurt. I don't want to shut this down. I've I've shut this down because of pain and fear for so long. I'm done with that. Lent is a great time to start doing that. Right? So instead, instead of, Maybe, maybe for, for those who are Catholic or watching this, you're, you're thinking, what am I going to give up for life? Don't give up anything for it. Ask what I can take on. Jesus, let me take on your heart in exchange for mine. Ask to do an exchange of hearts. Where you give your no no offense here, your pathetic, your brokenness, you're you you're your totally beaten, like the uh, the prodigal son on the side of not the prodigal son, the, the man beaten and left on the side of the road, right? And maybe priests have passed you by. Maybe other good Christians have passed you by. Maybe members of your family have passed you by. We don't go there. But the healer, Jesus Christ, is intimately interested to come in those wounds. He's not afraid of them. He wants you to come in. And and if you'll just give him this, he'll give you his sacred heart, an exchange of hearts to live there. And your heart's going to start to beat again. Your life's going to start to come alive. right? And these wounds that we've experienced in our sexuality can really genuinely be healed we can experience sexual redemption which sounds like madness to the world because just come out of the closet and we want to say no come out of darkness come into the beautiful light of god there's peace yeah. and hope here.
1: so that's uh, a it's a great painting and i'm glad you mentioned darkness because um when i was looking at that painting I, like a thought came in my head so <laughs> a lot of people today uh they're surrounded by darkness, like in a dark room, the door's locked. Um, and they're mm-hmm. trying to escape the darkness, uh, but they're remaining in the darkness. Uh, mm-hmm. The key is to open the window and let the light in. That's how you escape the darkness. Yeah. So, um, do you have any advice for anyone watching uh, that's in the darkness and they want to mm-hmm. escape pornography? Well, How do they replace uh, that darkness? How do they, they let uh, Christ into their lives?
0: Good, great, great question. And, and this is an important point, Michael, that I, want, I can't overstate certainly somebody who's i want to speak especially to those who are, are attached to pornography uh, or or know somebody who is that's 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 who i especially want to want to communicate to here um it's not simply about getting rid of pornography okay it's not not we don't want to do that the the, the that's a primary that's a, that's a that's a big goal we want to do that but we want to also we want to fill the space we want to be transformed and, and through that process, obviously there's a transformation to become more of a person. So we don't desire this stuff. Right? So I would say, you know, a couple of things, how do we start this process? A show that humility and honesty, I've got a problem. I've got an issue. I don't know what to do about it. Please help me. Second is open up to gratitude. Okay. If you want to, um, the, to, to get life right, Focus on building a world of gratitude. This is why, Michael, uh, the word Eucharist, what what does it mean from the Greek? Thanksgiving. There we go, good, you know your stuff. I'm just testing you. All right, from here, right? This is why it's the source and summit of our faith. This is why it should be the source and summit of our life, right? Living in genuine gratitude. You cannot be both grateful and blasted, blasted at the same time. Blasted means bored, lonely, hungry, angry, apathetic, stressed, tired, Turned on, emotional, depressed. I think I got them all right. So we can't be both that, right? When when we're focused on true gratitude, even if there's pain, even there's struggle, guess what? We can make our way through it. We can find our way to to live a uh, live a life that's that's going to be fulfilling, there, right? So um, that would those would, would be the place to to start there, and then also just a, a humble challenge. What has been a stumbling block for a long time, which is the body for a lot, a lot of time with these images. And and and, and this is one of the weaknesses of a misinterpretation of Catholicism for those inside and outside the church. There's a lot of Catholics, I'll pick on us Catholics, that we blame the body. We think the body is the problem. If only I could get rid of this body, then I will be free. No, no, no. Salvation is found in and through the body, the body of Christ primarily, Jesus Christ and the cross. But it's also for our own bodies to experience Redemption, Uh, um, Romans 8, right? The whole of creation is waiting for the redemption of our bodies, paraphrasing there, right? This is what we are called to. So there has to be a lived education, meaning coming to know this and begin to live a true understanding of living the body, living our sexuality. And uh, may I be so bold as to say, a true understanding of the naked human body. Right. If it is naked images inappropriately uh, presented, it is going to be the naked human body presented in wholesome ways. That is going to be one of the great healing mechanisms here. And these are some of the elements, not everything. Certainly there's a lot more in what we do in freedom. Mm coaching.
1: So um, to kind of switch topics, I guess, um, just uh, like a challenge, I guess, the challenge question, Often today you hear like uh psychologists and um just the media or whatever they'll say like um, masturbation's good uh it lowers uh, prostate cancer um watching pornography is healthy it um it helps you develop your sexuality or express yourself so i guess how
0: would you respond to that first one uh, great. specifically great let's talk about this so go back to the law of the gift go back to let's let's talk about love right any of these any of these issues so especially i say this to parents or educators right if you have these hot button issues right which which 99 of the issues that people have an issue with in catholicism has something to do with human sexuality nobody's like dang it pope francis you're making me feed the poor nobody says that right okay maybe jeff bezos okay with apologies to amazon okay um right I'm just kidding jeff um so with this here maybe so with this here um right it's these issues of sexuality and again most of the world is working looking through the lens of technique we must look through the lens of genuine love this is a conversation the modern world has given up on in many cases love doesn't really exist we as catholics believe it really does love is fourfold free Total, faithful, fruitful. It must be freely, freely lived—a free gift of self and receiving freely. It must be a total giving of self, not holding anything back. Faithful. I'm with you always, even to the end of the world, as Christ says. Okay. I'm committed to this relationship. And fourth, um, fruitfulness—that I am, that we are open to something new in this relationship. Right. So if we look at the just, let's bring this issue of masturbation here. Does masturbation fulfill? The language of love through those four elements. Because and by the way, in, in three of those four, I didn't even mention um I didn't even mention God, but it wouldn't I would go to go to fidelity, right? Everybody, if they're honest, we want love to go on forever. We long for it, right? I'm forever yours faithfully, right? Journey. We long it. We want, we want it to be, right? So so from here, right, let's bring the issue of masturbation here. Let's look at all four of those. Okay. We know that um the issue of masturbation. Um, for those who claim to, uh, to enter in a, in, or, or involve in masturbation, nobody, nobody says, I just do it every, every six months. No, there's a compulsion that's happening. There's, a, there's chemicals that are stirred up here, and it's connected with the pornography. But yes, we do know people that are not using pornography, have used masturbation. It's a problem. And those are cl- some clients we work with. So there's an attachment. You're trying to give yourself totally let's let's bring in master you're trying to give yourself totally to uh, let's say a fantasy in your head here well it, why it's so disappointing afterwards why with the wall of shame the guilt the shame the self-hatred that comes after that act inevitably if we're honest is we don't feel more fulfilled we don't feel like man that was awesome like i just totally built myself up no it was something something's been stolen from us it's because i'm not being fully received there i'm trying to give myself it's an empty pursuit, right? F- faithful? There's no no one to be faithful to. I'm not even being faithful to myself because I'm violating my own dignity. I'm violating this law, the gift which is inherent to me. And then uh, fruitfulness. There's no life that's coming here. There's obviously a spoon of seed, but there's there's n- we're not building more. We're not building a relationship. What sexuality was not uh, is it was is it the the um the actions surrounding sexuality to be delicate here, right? are not designed to be a self-seeking perspective. That's lust, right? What's supposed to be is the other seeking. Remember to give beauty slowly, to develop that. Like if we describe a woman as a flower to by the way in which a man makes a gift of self, slowly, if it is can be received beyond her own brokenness and wounds and maybe traumas of open that up, You help. we help her to bloom. It's a beautiful thing, right? masturbation does not help anyone to bloom doesn't help anyone to grow it does not help a man to be trained and again this is not just male it's male and female it doesn't train us in genuine virtue it trains us to be self-seeking and this is why all these issues are so difficult because catholicism is difficult right gk Chesterton once said right the problem is not that catholicism has been tried and found wanting it's that it hasn't been tried People just give up, right? They give it the old, old, good college shrine, but the second week, well, I'm gonna drop out of that class. There's too much homework here. And the, and the professor's kind of mean and stern and he's expecting a whole lot more of me than, uh, than my, uh, my high school where everybody got a trophy. No. So in here, right, If unless you are my disciple, if you are to be my disciple, you must take up your cross and follow me daily. Catholicism demands sacrifice and guess what? It's the same thing that demands for virtue. It's the same thing demands for a genuine, healthy relationship. There are days I don't want to go in the dishwasher. There's days in which I I don't want to do the special projects on my wife's honeydew list. Right? So it's a, but, but, but what, why am I, why do I do those things? It's not because I'm bored. No, far from it. I'm, I'm not bored at all. It's, it's because I love my wife and i want to serve her but we don't just if we think here we'll go back to lord of the rings if we think that this piece of metal we slip this on is going to instantly change our problems right i can't tell you the mind of men and including women who come into freedom coaching who say you know when i got married I assume this would just solve all my problems. No, you're living with an actual, gentleman. you're living with an actual woman with actual opinions, with actual emotions. Oh, and she has a libido. And some days, maybe some months, maybe some years, libido disappears. What do you do with that, right? Marriage is to be a total gift of self. Our lives are to be a total gift of self. It's just a different way in which we live out that mission. And so instead what happens is, putting out marriage, it doesn't become a life-giving ring. It becomes the one ring to rule them all and bind them into the darkness, okay? And in marriages, especially, we're finding a lot of darkness, okay? And and just one other point here to bring up, uh, Michael. So, and hopefully we're getting a message why masturbation is such a problem. In 2003, there was a meeting of divorce lawyers. Well over 250 of them did a study and they asked what was the number one reason for divorce? And they found in 56% of the cases, Issues of pornography were very significant. Significant use of it was very significant. Well, that's four it. years before the iPhone came up, right? How many of us have digital devices in our own bedrooms or every person in our, in our home has this, right? It's not to say technology is an evil. We're using technology well here, but as parents, especially, we've gotta be well aware of this issue. I'd be, uh, and, and especially uh, be hawks on this issue. But also the question is, how are we using technology? Are we when we're with people? Are we present people? Because that—that's one of the things of what draws a lot of people into pornography. They're looking for intimacy, right? They're not finding it in the "quote unquote" real world, so instead they choose the counterfeit of the digital relationships of people that how many how many real people can we have real genuine uh, relationships with all the time? Maybe five of them, right? Wow. To have a, a, the numerous you know Instagram followers, or sort of thing is a fantasy, and those people are not actually seeing you. So instead, and this is maybe a good attachment that we need to break for Lent, is to put that when we come home from work, for instance, or it's the towards, you know, before dinner, the phone goes away and I don't bring it out for the rest of the night, maybe, right? Unless we have some Yeah, yeah, we we have a serious thing, which, and I'm calling myself out here because there's times like, I'm not doing anything uh, technically wrong here, but am I being present to the ones that are gonna be with me, God willing, on my deathbed? We're gonna see me off to the next life, right? This is how I, right now is how I build the intimacy. What I'm looking for in the false intimacy pornography or masturbation will never get us there. So I wanna build this intimacy now so that later on in life, because we never know what's gonna happen, those people are gonna be there. Why? Because I was there for them.
1: That's a great response. Um, and another hard question for you. Bring it. So, um... Like you mentioned, um, marriage—how big of a problem pornography is in marriage. So, uh, do you have any advice to like a wife um, whose husband watches pornography? Like, how does she get him to stop? How does she bring that up—that it's a problem?
0: Um, He's basically cheating on her. mm -hmm. No, like, let's not say basically. She is being cheated on. Let's 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 not mince words. Pornography is adultery in marriage masturbation is adultery in marriage it is and it's why because the full sense of that in that most intimate act in a part of my life is reserved for my wife it just is right and and we are not animals okay so in, in my to all wives out there all women out there who have maybe you're a girlfriend your boyfriend's involved in this or speak about especially wives your husband's involved with in this right my heart goes out to you Okay, this is something we work with. We are, please send them our way. pass them our website. We can't tell you the amount of, uh, of ones we work with, but also the restoration of marriages. We get, we get to see miracles happen all the time. It's beautiful. But in the midst of that that shock value of, of discovering, oh my gosh, this stuff's going on, right? And I know something's wrong with this, right? Um, your senses your six senses L- ladies god has given you the sixth sense to be aware of people a lot more than men we're kind of clueless sometimes but here um to be aware of what's going on and and the sense kind of something's wrong here uh pornography is a problem it cannot coexist in your marriage either marriage is going to exist or pornography is going to exist one or the other so there needs to be something to say. So this is where some courage is going to come in. This is where you know you're going to have to talk to some of your marriage-minded girlfriends. It's a key phrase: marriage-minded. There are some people who are going to say, just you know, cut cut your losses. No, marriage is for keeps. But there's work that's to be done. And I do recommend for all married couples seek out counseling. I'm going through counseling. With my wife, we're having, making major strides are happening. It's good. And even if you don't have major problems tweak those things. It's good. So with this here, right, what I want to say is, um, this has to come out of the open. You got to have that come to Jesus conversation. Hey, I know this stuff is going on. This is what's, and, and and again, there's going to be some strong feelings around here. You have every right to feel what you're feeling, be where you're at. Okay. But you got to present it well, right? And, and there's going to be a conversation. Hey honey, I need to talk to you about something. I'm realizing these images are here. This is pornography. We need to have a conversation about this. There may be denial there. That, that that's sometimes a common i'm sorry to say that right so do not let this 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 issue lie it's it's a uh, it's a do not do not just sweep it under the rug it's a really important thing here right um second is he's got it he has to take ownership for this right this is why what we say in freedom coaching we don't work with clients who don't want to go to work we want like my uh, we get calls from wives or, or mess from wives or our parents my kids involved with us and i'll check like does he want to go to work does he want to be free from this and some sadly some people are like yeah, I'm doing just fine. Our marriage, our marriage is fine. Fine means freaked out, insecure, neurotic, and emotional. Okay, you don't want to be fine. It's kind of close to nice, neurotic, insecure, crazy, and emotional. Don't be nice and don't be fine. Okay, those are terrible words and they are not virtues. And Jesus was not a nice guy. Nice guys don't get nailed to trees. Okay, um, we have to call this out. So this is where the womanly courage of Saint Joan of Arc is, or of Judith, right? We have to step up into this place and rise up here, have that conversation. Second is, as I I alluded to, find other marriage-minded girlfriends, women who are going to support you your marriage through this journey. And your job, even if your husband right now is being unfaithful to his marriage vows, you be faithful to your vows. Why? Because there's, there's so much riding on this for you, for your salvation, the salvation of your husband, the salvation of your children, and a witness to a world to say, even in the brokenness, even though we're struggling in our marriage right now, love is real. Marriage is worth it. There's a value here, and God is present here, even in the midst of this brokenness, right? Is it going to hurt? It is going to hurt, okay? But remember, um, my yoke is easy, my burden is light, okay? So there's going to have to be some things to work here. And then third is obviously if they're willing to come to work get uh, there's professional help that is needed here this stuff doesn't just go away right it doesn't i'm, I'm doing okay for a month or so no we want to we want to transform that desire so we don't desire anymore so that all of his life is oriented on things that are most importantly for on my on my wife on my children on the on my my work that i'm doing and in our neighborhood and beyond that whatever call to whatever god is calling us to do this right so <clears throat> yes, this stuff is in, in, it's inhibiting the genuine intimacy that you are you are due in marriage. This is I would this is the bigger marriage debt than just intercourse. We are meant to give all of ourselves. And yes, are there wives that are involved in this as well? Yes. So there's healing here to restore what, what is perceived here in relationship. But both parties are going to need to grow. There's going to be issues from both parties, but in no way I'll make this very clear. In no way is his pornography use, ladies, your fault. Okay. You need to hear this clearly. Do not put the blame on you. It's not because you're not attractive enough or you're not skinny enough or, or not, not, not. No, it's a lie. Our father in heaven sees you as his beautiful, beloved daughter. There's nothing can take that away. His sinfulness, yes, it is radically affecting you and your family, but he has to take ownership of that. Right. So, you as his. Uh, his help me but it's more than help ezar connecto. there's your dollar50 uh, theological word from eve was the ezar connecto of adam the savior you're not the savior you're not jesus christ but to open up and say there's this wound there's this problem we have to deal with it because it's a cancer and it's going to consume everything and i'm drawing a line here saying this behavior is unacceptable and we're going to work To find an answer here i believe in you i love you if you're willing to go to go to work on this i'm going to be right there supporting you here not support the behavior but support you and get you the healing that you
1: need all right um we're coming up on an hour here and i know you're a busy man so i just one last question um bring it on all right so there's like a teenage boy uh, he's at his computer he's um he feels uh like he doesn't have free will, that he has to watch pornography. He's about to watch. He thinks it'll fulfill him. Uh, what advice would you give to him in that moment? Uh, what prayers should he say? What should he do um, to stop that urge?
0: Good, good, good. So recognize it's an issue first and foremost, okay? There, And, and again, this is going to take courage. The essence, especially of masculinity, okay, is courage. So this is where you're going to need, and again, we'll get to in the moment here, okay? Okay um but you're going to need to bring your parents into this right mom and dad i'm having an issue And there may need to be a conversation here about devices and and locking devices down all those can be practical suggestions. but again there's going to be a day in which you're out on your own you've got to learn to have this transformed right so first and foremost recognize it for what it is when you have a, a, a you need to know what pornography is it's trying to get a person to to use another person as a means of one's own selfish sexual gratification. Okay We can tell by the way of which person's saying first and foremost look at their face and look at their mouth Are they smiling if they're not smiling? It's pornified, most likely over 99% of the time their eyes are kind of closed Look at those things you can tell what's going on. so it's not a matter of amount of body um, Body parts being exposed. That's not the primary thing. Look at the face look at the mouth, right? So in this whole thing, right? And then this is where we want to, and I, w- I would recommend for young boys, especially, all of us, close your eyes, move away from it, right? But bring God into that conversation. Jesus, I mean, just calling on the names of Jesus and Mary is huge. St. Michael the Archangel, the angels and things. So your guardian angel, come come into me, help me through this, right? Um, but then as I, I mentioned, I mentioned to you, right? Gratitude is a key thing. So as soon as you, obviously, pull away from the screen, get up, change change your body's position right and start going into gratitude start listing off things literally you need to start with your body i'm thankful for my big toe i'm thankful for my kneecap i'm thankful for my earlobe right i'm thankful for these little things great um, remember to mention blasted lust can't fit in there when when that's when when true gratitude is there now this may take maybe a minute or two staying in that place of gratitude right so um but it's going to shift. But obviously, if this is a bigger attack, if something's been going on for years, something that, you know, we're, we're this isn't just a beginning thing. This is where things like freedom coaching can be of great assistance there.
1: Definitely. And um, uh, I was reading the Desert Fathers the other day, and uh, one monk struggled for lust uh, for like a year or something, but um, he just uh, stayed put, and eventually the fire was extinguished. And um, another saint said that if you can learn chastity, the rest of the virtues will come easily. You yeah. will easily become a saint. So it's a hard cross to carry, but uh, it's the most worthwhile cross to carry.
0: And, 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 and chastity, beautiful. What is chastity? Chastity is not a no to human sexuality. It's actually a yes to the false truth about love and life right? Chastity is about self mastery. No man for honest wants to be yanked on a chain or a woman, right? We want to be free. Chastity actually frees us. It implies saying no to selfish desires and opening up to grace. But the more that we enter into this, and this is why Lent is a beautiful time to allow this to, allow this to happen. Guess what happens? We begin to get self mastery. We get to get possession of ourselves. We begin to feel comfortable in our own skin. The What, what had been lost run chase behavior and then what happens is we start to experience the joy the wonder the gratitude of life and then it starts to be very curious to a world that's been bored that's been pornified that is um is losing its bearings and, and, they, and they're going to start to ask hey why are you so joyful what, what what do you have that i don't and this is where we can fulfill the reason for our existence to share god with them and so that i share this joy so that our joy can be complete as first john one four talks about
1: yeah so Steve it's been a great conversation this morning Uh it's very yeah. uh, vital conversation uh, so uh, I recommend all the viewers to
0: check out freedom coaching that's freedomcoaching.net and they'll find it right and if here. I can if I can add in Michael a couple things here yes please go to freedom-coaching.net check out us out there we have a, our own podcast the redeem vision podcast a lot on a lot of these topics but going way beyond it um also uh soon soon on formed uh 12 part series called redeeming our vision will be released uh to, so it's an educational series to go deeper on this it's great for parishes great for for parents trying to figure things out, to uh, age appropriately, to walk with your children, to learn about these issues. We've gotta get educated on this. And for those who find that they're they're struggling with this, I'd like to offer a gift to you. For all those who feel called to this, like I've got an issue, I need healing here. If you put an application in on where it says the, um, uh, where you found out about this, put in the code Modern Freedom. we'll make it one word, and we're gonna give you the first meeting free. Okay, we want you to take this for a test drive. Um, just to see what we're about and how Freedom Coaching can be of great assistance.
1: It's a great thing to do, Steve. Uh, God bless your ministry. It's a very important yeah. ministry.
0: Uh, so um, would you like to end us with a prayer? Uh, sure, my brother. Thank you very right. much. Let's all, Let's offer it. In the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Come divine will, pray in our praying. Lord Jesus, you are meek and humble of hearts. We thank you for this time here. I ask that um, whatever was said, whatever good that we said and, and discussed here, is used for your greater glory and the glory of the Father. We ask for those who are wounded and hurting from the pornified culture, that they may feel called and impelled to seek healing, that there is, to know there is genuine healing, that those desires can be transformed, they can be redeemed, and that they can live a life that is truly fulfilling, that fulfills coming from their their great dignity as male or female. And may everything we do give glory to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, was in the beginning is now and ever shall be world without end and in the father son and mm-hmm. holy spirit amen.
1: all right uh god bless everyone and have a good saturday uh morning i guess uh we're still early in the morning so have a good saturday a lot of day blessings y'all all right roll the outro